This is Brian Q. Miller, and you're listening to Across the Airwaves. Meanwhile, at the DC Nation, we are tonight's entertainment. Here on the world, freezes in the None of the Robins ever complained. You're going to melt just like a cheese sandwich. And show you just how powerful I really am. Always hold on to all this. Let no evil should escape my sight. Let those who worship evils might be where my power green lantern lies. But let the universe howl in despair, for I have returned. We have no more use for this one. Kill him. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Across the Airways DC Nation podcast. The only place so far on the internet to find podcast reviews on Green Lantern, the animated series, Young Justice, when they're on the air, and all of the other imaginative content DC Comics provides for its fans, including comic books, Brian Q. Miller's Smallville Season 11, and movies. I'm, of course, Dan Schmidt, your host, and with me is the most infamous member of our Across the Airways Corps, who's always pretty chill. Our very own... Michael J. Patsy. Oh, God. Um, Tonight's forecast. Oh, no. is coming. Oh, man. Uh, just so everyone knows, Arnold Schwarzenegger has not joined us as a guest here. This is Michael trying to annoy me with this impression of the horribly portrayed Mr. Freeze to the film Batman and Robin. And since you've decided to go to the cooler with this podcast, Michael, what's what are we doing today? On this episode of the DC Nation podcast. No. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. Are you hurting your voice? I actually am. <laughs> Bring back announcer math. On this episode of the DC Nation podcast... We will be covering the Smallville Season 11 Detective Part 9, which is Chapter 21 of Smallville Season 11. After that, we will be doing a commentary on the animated film Batman and Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero, which takes place in between Seasons 3 and 4 of Batman the Animated Series, which means more Batman the Animated Series talk and a lot of Mr. Freeze in this episode. Yes, there's a whole lot of Mr. Freeze going on. Except no Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Freeze. Right, and and no singing Mr. White Christmas or whatever that bizarre scene in the movie they sing. And now I know what I'm fading us out with this week. Oh, no. No, no, no. I am. <laughs> no. Yes. Yes. Well, I could replace it because I edited it, too. Oh, maybe I'll just upload the entire thing. No, no, no. No, no, okay. No. So, I guess with that, we'll we'll get into talking Smallville, Season 11, Detective. And also, I have to give Brian props that his Mr. Freeze is much better than the Arnold one as well. Just wanted him to know. Although he acts like the Arnold one if you read the end of this chapter. Anyway. Oh, he's just having some fun. While the entire Metropolis police force tries to take down the Batmobile, Batman's on board, desperately racing to save Superman's life. Can Lois Lane trust this mysterious vigilante with the life of the man she loves? And so we have a panel that's completely 
separate from what's been going on. Yeah. <laughs> After a very long shift, uh, a woman gets off the bus, tells the guy to make it home safely, and he goes, I always do, and he starts driving, and then he falls asleep, and then... Something bad's going to happen. Well, and then the bus freezes, it looks like, right? Yeah. Poor guy, but he's okay. It's with the, in the 10-minute time frame. Yeah, because then the uh, Batmobile crashes right through it. Yes. Which is awesome. And they saved the guy, even though they caused major damage to his bus that he may have to pay for. But anyhow. But anyway. It's like the Incredibles he's going to Yeah, sue. so Batman is... <laughs> yes. I'm suing Batman. Batman he destroyed thinks... my bus that I have to drive. That's like something Marvel characters would do. True. That's like Spider-Man being sued. <laughs> I'm sure that's happened. And that's why DC is more fun, because it's more about action than real-life drama. Exactly. So Batman in the Batmobile is being chased by not only police cars, but Lois Lane. And I hear that Christopher Nolan music playing. Dun. 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 Yes. And Erica Durant is somehow in this Nolan film. How did she get here? <laughs> She's just there. All right. And so anyway, they, it's all over the news. They're talking about a giant bat or tank or whatever you want to call it, driving around uh, Metropolis. The vigilante bat-hyphenated man wanted in connection to the death of the federal witnesses. I love how it's bat-hyphenated man. Well, that's old school, man. That's old school comics. I know. That's like first appearance, Detective 27. I think Chloe and Lois have combined forces here over the radio. This is a, a new thing. And Chloe's drawn really well. She looks like Chloe. Yes, and I'm surprised Chloe's like, isn't this a job for the superheroes? I, I mean, whatever. But they're going. <laughs> and, and Oliver comes. Yes, Oliver shows up. Where Technically, he really should be going after the Batmobile. But okay. And why isn't Oliver wearing his glasses? I mean, I know he has his identity revealed to everyone, but, I mean, come on. It's cool. He's still Green Arrow. Yeah, Chloe's worried about getting people killed on top of that. Oh, there he comes. Oliver does come on the motorcycle. Yeah. Yes. I, I was thinking he would go with more, like, green paint over his eyes. You know. I, I guess. I mean, but he doesn't even have that. Yeah. I know. He's he's just going. It's easier to just draw, going. I guess. Guess so. Plus, I guess you get more emotion on it. <laughs> Whatever. And, and I love how they're having a conversation on motorcycles while they're in speeding pursuit. Yes. That's something we would never see on the TV show. Uh, no. Nope. But I, I love Lois's line. My fiance is bleeding out in a tank driven by a man dressed like a bat. Okay. And Oliver's like, that good, huh? Uh, and he's like, it. She's like, and I love the line after this. He's, Lois is like, I brought this for Superman. And she's like, what did you bring? And he's like, Arrows. <laughs> and he has to pause for a minute. Arrows. I love that. Love. It's it's classic. It's classic Lois and Oliver too. 
they're an awkward pair. They like to argue. Yes. And I, I still like how they refer to him as Clark. Yep. That's great stuff. And, and Batman's like, good, you're not dead yet. And Batman's trying to help him. And I love this with Nightwing. She keeps asking. <laughs> he isn't dead yet, Nightwing. So stop asking. She's like, it's really stressful. <laughs> and Batman's like, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what this is reminding me of now? What? It's 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 reminding me of Batman Begins. Stay with me, Superman. Superman's that and Batman Begins. He's like, Clark! No. Instead of Rachel. Oh. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, kind of. I, I like that Superman, or Clark, tells Batman to call him Clark, though. Yes. Well, now he's saving his life. He's like, oh, yeah, that's good. We can trust him. Because he's like, tell me who to call. And I would have totally responded with Ghostbusters if I wasn't yes. dying. Even if I was dying, I think I'd respond with that. Yeah. And then say who I really want you to call. Well, at least he, he got it right. He called the woman on the motorcycle behind him chasing. Yeah. I I love Good. Chloe, too, because she's like, Lois, this is Watchtower. We're on a party <laughs> line. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of excited about here with the, a Nightwing-Chloe interaction here. Maybe we'll get a little bit more. They're talking. And Lois is kind of freaking out. Lois is crying. I like how she's like, what are you people doing with my Superman? Yeah. That's good. And then they talk about the kryptonite bullets and that it misses heart, but his vitals are fading. Pull out the kryptonite that explodes. So, Batman's like, ah, crap. How are we gonna pull this out? Okay. Oh, and then there are all the cops in front of him doing the blockade. Oh, it's Gotham PD. You don't have to. I mean, Metropolis no. PD. I was gonna say this is Metropolis, not Gotham. Oh, you don't have to Metropolis, worry about that. <laughs> Metropolis PD actually gets stuff done most of the time. I guess. <laughs> Except when Darkseid shows up. But anyhow. Well, and then, the, you know, they get blown to oblivion. And then Batman's like, get out of the way! Because they won't move. And then it does this awesome Tumblr-like thing, like in The Dark Knight. Yeah, he's got like a drift mode or something. It's supposed to be like a video game or something. And then it, and then the Batmobile goes, brace for a tumble. This is like, like an awesome Tumblr. This is Brian Q. Miller's like sleek, cool-looking Tumblr. Could you imagine this on the show? This would have been awesome. This would have been awesome. This would have put a uh, '60s Batman to shame. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I like that Batmobile. <laughs> There's no more bat dancing anymore. Bat dance. No, this just shows Brian's imagination here. I, I bet Brian like mysteriously wants to have one of these in his garage. Oh yeah. Oh, and again, like, crisscross, awesome artwork. Good. Oh, my gosh. I'm also questioning if Brian is a bit of a, a Transformers fan. Because this is kind of like a Transformer. It's kind of awesome. Except it doesn't turn into a giant robot, unfortunately. And, and props to crisscross as well. I mean, I, I would sure Brian described to him how this worked. And for him translating Brian's words into this cool image, 
this cool image of the Batmobile transforming is pretty awesome. Especially that one where it's like... And I, lo it's I love twisting. Lois and Oliver's reaction. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, can I love this tumble complete? Thank you. Yes. And then look at Oliver and Lois' <laughs> reactions. They're just like, what? Oliver's like, where have I been spending my money? <laughs> I gotta get me one of those. A satellite? What? What? I need an aero car. Exactly. And this is how Oliver Queen becomes a Batman copycat. Yes, exactly. And the cops are shocked as well. So that happened. And Batman's going to make the sunlight come appear in the Batmobile, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, because of his um, armor. Yes, he said hot pursuit and performing surgery at the same time. This is impressive. Mm -hmm. How do you like them apples, Grant Morrison? Exactly. Batman can perform surgery. Got people just as good as Superman. <laughs> Action Comics reference if you've read it. I can't believe you've read it. We had to, we discussed it, remember? Oh, that yeah, was part right. of our, that episode. That's right. The Super Soapbox episode. Which we may have to um, recant because the Superman book is actually really good right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this, this is awesome with Oliver the, and the the um, what did he shoot it to? Was it was the grapple arrow? No, he shot he an EMP. Down? Oh, okay. He shot an EMP arrow and then it went down with him on it. Arrow writers, I hope you picked up on that one. That might be useful in the future. Exactly. And then I love how uh, Nightwing has like her own <laughs> little cockpit. Where she's driving the Batmobile from like a remote distance. Yes. That's awesome. And Batman's performing surgery. This is kind of this is kind of like the um it's a little bit like the Dark Knight Returns Batmobile as well. Except that one is huge, first of all. Yeah. Second of all, like but yeah, I mean it's huge. But he has a place to like operate in his car. Yeah, but with this he's just in the driver's seat operating. True. But I yeah. love how Batman's like, I've only ever pulled bullets out of myself, Clark. I can't guarantee this won't suck. I never thought I'd hear <laughs> Batman say suck. Yeah, I don't like that part. I like the first part, but Batman saying suck, I, I agree with you. But I guess they're trying to show this as a young, hip and cool Batman. Batman's not supposed to be hip and cool. And then he did some kind of sunlight burst out of his chest, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, instead like, of red sunlight, he has yellow sunlight. I do like how that symbol does that. That's really a neat thing. Got the mm -hmm. police are like, we've lost Batman. We've lost him. Good work, everybody. Great team effort. He's <laughs> like, oh, it's it's safe. Yeah, except Oliver is kind of you know <laughs> taken by the police. Yes. Get the lawyer on the phone. You know, just for fun. You know, get the lawyer on the phone. That's good. Great lie. Wow. That's what happens that, when you reveal your identity. Yeah, I know. That kind of sucks, Ollie. You might need to, you know, mind white people. Yes. Couldn't Martian Manhunter do that if he's on, like, a TV? 
I don't know. That's a good question. Because we've never seen anyone. Uh, well, I mean, we've seen people do that before, but I mean, we've never seen like the extent of his telepathic capabilities. Well, if the atom can travel through phone, telephone wires, right? The Marshman Hunter can do that, right? That's different though, because they're signals. That's true. Well, anyway, we go to a very cold place. Parts unknown. I don't know why anyone would want to hang out with Mister Freeze. I don't know either. Because like, because you have to. Prankster's got to be freezing. No, like I wouldn't want to be like. I'm like, dude, I'm not hanging with you. You know, I'd rather be in a warm environment, unlike you. And Mister Freeze looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mister Freeze. Yeah, but he's not singing the song. But he has the same outfit. Like, Criss Cross must enjoy <laughs> Batman and Robin. Oh, God. I think he does, because he kind of even drew the suit like it. Mm. It wasn't as glowy. Well, the, but... this, the suit was kind of cool looking, it's just the rest of it was. The suit actually in Batman and Robin is really cool. I will admit that. And now they've located their boat. Batman. Yeah, they've located Leviathan, which is Batman's uh, mobile headquarters. And they put homing devices and bullets? That's new. That's actually yeah. kind of an original idea. And kind of smart. Yeah. I, <laughs> Villains out there. The prankster. <laughs> yeah, because he's, he's normally an idiot. Toy Man hasn't even gone that far. Toy Man's never needed to, though. Yeah. All right, Brian. Good job. You made the prankster not look so stupid. <laughs> and that sums that up. So you ready to talk more, Mr. Freeze? I'm ready to talk more, Mr. Freeze. I've actually been wanting to watch this movie all week, so I've been really excited. I'm looking forward to it, and it was really funny. Um, they just showed... Batman the Animated Series, Mask of the Phantasm movie, on The Hub, on Sunday night. Oh, did they After again? did that recording, yeah. Because they did it the last week, too. Yep. That's awesome. So maybe they're going through all the DC stuff, movies like we are. Or at least the Batman ones. Because I know they're <laughs> hardcore least, Batman yeah. the Animated Series on there. Um, but first, Don't they do Superman the Animated Series on there, too? Or Yes. Not? Okay. I'm pretty sure they do. Because that's a good show, too. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. And unfortunately, it didn't get a decent animated movie, which is a bummer, but whatever. Well, versus the Brainiac one wasn't really a Superman the Animated Series movie. Right. It was the same character designs, but it wasn't any, it wasn't related. Right. Well, before I wanted to get into Sub-Zero, I did want to kind of go through Mr. Freeze's progression on the Batman animated series. Because he does have a pretty solid story arc. That goes throughout the show. Well, and wasn't his definitive origin created from the show? Yes. And that was in the Emmy Award winning episode, Heart of Ice. Yes. Which they still, the writers of the show still claim that is one of the best pieces of animation they've ever put together. I agree. It's one of my favorite episodes. It's it's a fantastic episode. Very, very heartbreaking. Really not for kids, but it's a, it's a very good episode. The second outing with Mr. Freeze was a little bit of a disappointment to me. I thought it got a little wacky. Which one was that? That's the Adventures of Batman and Robin episode. 
or season three episode where they had like an evil version of Walt Disney and he kidnapped Mr. Freeze and wanted to become like him. Oh, I kind of remember that. And he wanted to create that... like his own utopia kind of thing. I understood it though. I did. I just thought it was a little too like, ridiculous. It was, I mean, it was, it was weird, but I thought it made sense and I thought it was paid off really well in season four. And season four, that episode is the sequel to Sub-Zero. It's yes. the outcome of the end of this film. And it kind of threw the end of this film off. But, uh, you know, it this is, this is a good movie nonetheless. It's a good story. I think they intended it to be a finale of the show, but then things worked out that they got picked up by the Kids WB and had new episodes on there. And I will say... The Batman Beyond episode, Meltdown, which is where you see the final appearance of Mr. Freeze in the yes. DC animated universe, is still to this day my favorite Batman Beyond episode. It's very, very good. It, it's, it, it is was, a heartbreaking one, too. Yes. Mr. Freeze's story throughout Batman the Animated Series is tragic more than anything else. He's not, he's not a creeper like in the, the new Batman comics. Well, he's not even really that much of a creeper in that, too, because he really believes it was his wife. Right. If you if you read Batman Annual 1 of the current Batman series, which is phenomenal, you guys should read it. But in, uh, the, in that also, there was a desire in him to be a killer that was set up. That's true, too. And this version of Mr. Freeze, I don't think he wanted to be a killer. That was not his intent at all. He basically gets screwed over um, yeah. in this story. But then he ends up making some wrong choices. Like he does in this movie. But with that, yeah. I think we'll get things rolling on Sub-Zero. Batman and Mr. Freeze in Sub-Zero, I should say. And where we want you guys to get your your audio lined up, we want or your video lined up, you're going to be seeing the WB Family Entertainment logo. Just that by itself. It's about three seconds into the film is where I've got it paused. I'm watching it as a digital copy. And hopefully, Michael, you can get there too. Yeah, I'm trying. For some reason, it's not working for me. And there is no Bugs Bunny or anything on the screen. It's just WB Family Entertainment by itself. Okay, everyone. You ready? Let's do it together. Three, two, one. It's Batman time. There we go. Yay. There we go. And we hear awesome Shirley Walker music right at the beginning. Yes, we do. And actually, this soundtrack is really good. Well, it sounds actually a lot like the opening to the, the Batman movie, the 89 movie. Yeah. Because I set this up. This is cool with the floating bat signal. Yeah, it is really neat. And then well, the ice. How they freeze it, yeah. Yes, Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero. You know, I always thought that if you would do a James Bond-type thing as a Batman film franchise, yeah, and you just name them different things and have the Batman logo behind it, I think it could work. Like, if you made a live-action movie, Sub-Zero, or just Batman, colon, Sub-Zero, yeah. like, it would work. Like, it could be James Bond, Batman. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. I think Batman... Guys with potential. I think they that's their goal that these companies want to have is build franchises like that. 
Well, I think with Batman, it could really work because of how well the Nolan series have done, how well the animated series did, the other films. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I mean, even this movie has its own, like, it did really well on home video releases. Yeah, this movie kind of went the way that Bruce Timm intended uh, Mask of the Phantasm to go. Uh, he felt that Mask of the Phantasm should have been a direct video release, and frankly, it, it did a lot better as direct video. So they listened to him this time, because said, "Yes, this isn't going to work at theaters. We'll just put it for regular audiences." And at this point, we hadn't seen a new episode of Batman the Animated Series in maybe about a year or two years. So oh, I was really? very excited when this came out, because it was that's, something new, it was new material. That's how long it had been. Yeah, it was a while. Okay. The show was still airing, but they didn't do new episodes. Huh. Interesting. But now, this movie was originally intended to be a Bane story. Oh, really? And I think, ultimately, some of that became uh, Mystery of the Batwoman. Okay. But they told them they didn't want Bane because of Mr. Freeze being in Batman and Robin. And they wanted... But Bane was in Batman and Robin. Right, but Mr. Freeze was the title villain. That's true. So they wanted them to go with the title villain. And they wanted Batman, Batgirl, and Robin in the story. So that's why they came up with the plotline that they did. And Barbara's only seen as Batgirl once in this movie. Which annoys me. I was going to get into that. (laughs) I was so disappointed with that. Like, I got this, and I'm like, all right, it's the Bat family teaming up. This is going to be great stuff. I'm so excited. And then she's in one scene as Batgirl. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, I thought they would rescue her, like, within, like, the first, you know, earlier in the movie. And then they would go back to get Mr. Freeze. See, that would be interesting. That That's what I thought was going to happen. I thought she'd get captured for like 10-15 minutes and then they'd save her and then they would go but wouldn't that kind of be a cop out though because don't you think they would have tried to take care of him while saving her that's true I mean I guess that's maybe why they didn't do that that way but I did I wanted to see I wanted this to be you know Shadow of the Bat Mr. Freeze style and I love this kid this kid was a great part of the movie I just want to know where he was between seasons three and four. Does he... He doesn't go with Mr. Freeze at the end of this movie, does he? No. That's how you... That's why. Because Barbara kind of, like, I don't know, takes care of him, I guess. And I like how we see, like, Freeze being peaceful, like he's a human being. Yeah, I, I mean, it really went a long way, which is what makes that season four episode so horrifying. Yeah, because it's like, what the heck happened? Poor Nora. <laughs> oh, and then he cures her at one point. Yeah, at the at the end of this movie. Yep. I always wanted to see that. I thought it would be interesting to see that story. Where she woke up and found out what happened to him. That'd be sad, though. 
That's why I don't think they did it. I think it was too, too sad. They should just done a comic on it, like Mad Love. Yeah. Because Mad Love was originally a comic, and then Became it an did so well. That was the last appearance of Harley in the DC animated universe. No, she was in uh, Justice League. Was she? Yeah, she was in that episode, uh, Wild Cards, with the Royal Flush Gang and Joker. And Oh, I didn't think she was in that one. I thought it was just Joker and Royal Flush. No, she's in it. Oh. Because she talks to Batman at one point in the episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. This is terrible. Yeah. Well, he had, he had a right to be mad about what happened to him. He just goes about it the wrong way. Yeah. Kidnapping the commissioner's daughter? Uh, whoopsie. Yeah. Out of all the people you could have kidnapped. Yeah. You kidnapped the one that's Batgirl and Commissioner Gordon's daughter. Right. I also love the idea of the polar bears. Yeah, they're kind of scary henchmen, though. True. But it was a good idea. Yeah. Because they're like dogs. Which is kind of frightening in itself. Nora! Yeah. Because, see, this is where he goes crazy. This is... See, he shouldn't have done this. They just didn't know what was going on. True. And as I said before, he this is a guy that doesn't doesn't want he didn't want to be a killer. He just got right. so angered that he went and did what he did. That's nuts. Yeah, let's see. God, how did the kid not know about this? I don't know. And they're in there obviously longer than 10 minutes, so yeah. they're dead. Should this be a CGI Gotham City? You'd think. No, it's only the vehicles. <laughs> but not all the vehicles. God, this music is very different for Batman the Animated Series. You know, I always thought Gotham would be kind of like a jazz-like <laughs> city, kind of like Chicago. Yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah, it's, I mean, and I, I would I would think that Shirley Walker was trying to mix it up a bit. You can't tell by the way I do my walk. No, <laughs> it's not that movie. Reminded me of that. I love that guy's face. Do you notice how this guy's red? This is kind of the beginning of that transition. Good to season four. Oh yeah. That old lady is the voice of Babs Bunny from Tiny Toons Adventures. Oh, really? Yeah. Why would there be a getaway car? Fred driving a jewelry store. Well, yeah, but I thought the guy was just acting alone, just, you know, randomly walking up to it, you know? Yeah, I know. It makes no sense. Okay. And 
than they just Batman. wanted something. Yeah, they wanted something cool. They wanted a cool entrance. Do 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 do. It's a wonder Batman doesn't fall off the car. <laughs> He's Batman. He doesn't fall off the car. <laughs> Let's go. Dun, 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 dun. You know, it also helps with the length of this movie that they can do these fun <laughs> scenes. <laughs> they have time for this stuff. Well, and if you look at it too, Batman is Batman and Robin are even drawn a little bit differently than they were in seasons one through three. Yeah. So I think you're right. This is the transition. Robin looks a little older too. Yeah. The other thing is the animation is really impressive of this. You know, they they cleaned it up and almost made it like nicer looking. Mm-hmm. And I was really anxious because at this time. When the movie came out, we knew new episodes were coming for season four. And I thought this is how season four was going to look. Because they said they, they changed the animation. So I thought we were going to get to see the CGI and all that stuff. We did it. Oh. But I'm still satisfied. Good new episodes. I think if they brought the show back today, they'd be able to do the CGI now. On a weekly basis. I'd think so too. I love Batman's cell phone. Just hearing that voice over the phone would give me chills. <laughs> Kevin Cutter voice. Yes. If we ever get the chance to interview Kevin Conroy, we have to ask him to do the interview entirely in the Batman voice. I am Batman. I am fear. I am vengeance. I am the night. I am Batman. Batman. And you're listening to Across the Airwaves. That would be awesome. Oh my gosh, that would be awesome. Kind of like that, that light from Alfred. Dick Grayson looks a little chubbier. I I I I really enjoy that character on Batman the United Series. Alfred? Well, and, and Dick Grayson, I might. He's just, he's great. Really I love made... the commissioner's hair. Yeah. The reason why I'm a Nightwing fan is because of this show. Yeah. Because I did. I liked the idea of an older Robin, and I liked how he was vital to the team. He was more of a partner. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Ooh. I love to watch Batgirl kick butt. It's kind of awesome. Yes. I still I like the I season the four costume better. I do too. Well, this was a homemade costume. This was before she was like That's with true. the team. I kinda I like how they explain <laughs> that too in Batgirl Zero. Yeah. How her costume's kind of actually like that because it's homemade. Right. Just with a mask instead of a cowl. Okay. I love the transitions. Mm. She's <laughs> he's, he's like, 
He's like, I'm going to steal her away from you. That's the thought that crossed his mind. <laughs> it makes me so sad. Because he and Barbara, Dick and Barbara are in such a good place. Get this movie. Yes. Because it just goes to pot. And then Batman Beyond. The one thing I don't like about Batman Beyond. Yeah. The Bruce Barber relationship thing. And and who she ended up with. Yeah, that too. I don't like this guy. By the way, Dick Grayson comes back in the current Batman Beyond comic. Oh boy. I don't like this guy. He's a jerk. Doesn't he get frozen? No, he helps Mr. Freeze, remember? Yeah, but doesn't he get frozen? I think he dies in the explosion at the end. Good. I think they're supposed to I think you're supposed to not like him. He's just annoying. He's a whiner. He's, yeah, he's greedy. No wonder nobody wants to hire him. What did Barbara do to her hair? What? <laughs> not right? Oh, I'm joking. It threw me for a loop that it was a different voice actress, by the way. Oh, yeah. That was weird. And then they changed again when the new show started. Yeah. So I'm like, stop changing. This is annoying. I know. She sounds too much like a girl. Well, the first actress that played her had... Like, she had a pretty strong, commanding voice. So it was weird to see it switch to this. Wasn't it Tara Strong who played her? Tara Strong was her in season four on. Okay. Uh, Melissa Gilbert was the actress that played her in the first three seasons. Then who played her in this movie? Uh, Her name's Mary Kay Bergman. She was the voice of Daphne in Scooby-Doo, Zombie Island, and... That's Which where is I gross and stuff, her. yep. See, so she's more of a Daphne, more of a drama queen than she is a Batgirl. Yeah, like, when is Barbara Gordon, when she become Daphne? I, I don't know the story why they couldn't get the original voice actress back. Ouch. He's a jerk, he deserves it. True. Why would Freeze want this guy? Because he's a heart surgeon. Then how does he not have money? <laughs> I forget. They explain it. I think he screwed up on a surgery or something. Well, this is the first time they've used popular popular music on this show. What song is this? It, I mean it's a it's a popular song. I mean it's a it's a it's an old love song from the fifties. Mm. It's the first time they went away from uh Shirley Walker's music. Oh god, this scene it kills me. 
I love her face. I know. It's classic Barbara Gordon. Oh. Oh my goodness. Doesn't Batman Beyond just pain you now? Yeah. In that scene. Oh. When you know what's going to happen, it's like, ooh. Yes, her reaction is outstanding. Good heavens. <laughs> He's like, oh no, freeze. This show does a great job of revealing when its villains return. Yes. Like Return of the Joker. Yes. <laughs> Well, it's great with the Joker. All of his returns. I mean, from Mask of the Phantasm on, it's just like, oh, no. (sighs) Couldn't he have given the guy a coat? (laughs) What? He should have given the guy a coat. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Gregory. <laughs> this guy is so freaky. That does Mr. Freeze. Uh-huh. But... What kind of filter do they put his voice through? I think it's his voice. I think he just does it. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I think they casted him because he could do that voice. They might do something to make it when he's in the suit. Mm -hmm. But when he talks without it, it's still, he still has that chilling sound to his voice. It's not as apparent, though. Right. Look how greedy he is. No kidding. No wonder we're not supposed to like him. Yeah, that's why they leave him. Is it that handy who it turns out to be? Exactly. Convenient. What blood type is it? Eh. And she's 20, by the way, it says. Oh, really? Yeah, just so everyone knows. So how old's Dick? 21? Probably. She's 21. In season four, I think. He is? Or she is? Uh, She is. She's 21. In uh, season four. At least that's what the bio said on that website. I don't know if that's right. That was the official website. So I would assume that old wounds happened not too long after this. 
Yeah, it must have been pretty quick after this. Yeah. Within a month or two. Because, I mean, if they're dating here, God, they were dating when he graduated. So, yeah. Kind of well, then what is this? Uh, Christmas break or something? Or spring break, maybe? No, it's it was the summer. So maybe it's summer oh, before Dick's summer. senior year or something. It's got to be something like that, then. Yeah. I bet people are thinking we're crazy trying to do all this continuity, lining it all up. I know it wasn't yeah, really no intended kidding. to do that, but they kind of made it that way when they did the Cadmus Saga. <laughs> you, yeah, you kind of have to look at continuity of the TC animated universe or else you're screwed. Yeah. I, I do like Dick Grayson, just how things are so off the wall with his relationships. Oh, good. <laughs> So close. I know. Isn't it bad? It's like the whole movie. Yes. He's kind of like the Peter Parker of the DC universe. He really is. With his women. He, he kind of looks like him, too. He gets so close and he can never catch a break. Now, isn't this a cue to go and, like, I don't know, change into your superhero costume? <laughs> or they didn't bring it because they were, you know... That's true. Thinking they were going to do other things in the... Well, he knows that she's Batgirl, too, doesn't he? Dick? Yeah. No. Okay, because I thought... didn't find out to old ones. Oh, okay, that's right. Because I thought that her mask came off. When her mask came off in uh, Shadow of the Bat, I knew who she was. But that's that's not right. Batman knows. Batman knows, but he doesn't yeah. know yet. I think that's when Batman finds out. Yee. I'm sure Batman knew the entire time. Yeah. He's like, darn you, Mr. Freeze. You're you're ruining my happy weekend. I was going to get lucky this weekend. Uh-oh. Darn you. Oh. That would hurt bad. Yeah, those polar bears are nasty. No kidding. Shaka. I, I the Shaka. kid named kid the kid named them Eskimo names. Oh, probably. That's probably what that is. Oh man, sucks. Dick, move! Don't just stand there. Like, hey, they're going for a dramatic effect. Hmm. He could have caught them right there. True. Now he's mad. This is Dick uh, Grayson no, on the kidding. edge, folks. Mr. Freeze has ruined his weekend of fun. And he's going to get him for it. I would hate to be trapped in there with the polar bears. Yeah. 
kind of hate to be Dick Grayson knowing that your weekend is ruined. <laughs> yeah. We had it all planned, the champagne, you know, everything. Here, take my Corvette. I think that's <laughs> awesome he has a Corvette. Yes. Bruce let him use it, probably, but, you know. It's like only Dick Grayson would drive that car that awesome. And this is probably one of his best sequences as Robin on the whole show. This chase is awesome. But he's not even Robin. Right. That's Dick Grayson, I guess. And the animation of this chase is great. This is a really great scene. Oh, yeah. It looks really good. And as a huge Dick Grayson fan, I was like, yes, this is awesome. It just sucks he doesn't catch him, but... There'd be yeah. no movie. That's true. And I can't believe Batman didn't show up at all. Yeah, I know. As big of a chase this is. You would think he'd be the first one there. But I guess you're still looking into the Mr. Freeze stuff with Alfred. Yeah, I think they explained where he was. Although I'm sure Dick is probably ticked that he's not there. Yeah. Well, this is before iPhones came out. It's not like Dick could just call him. <laughs> they really did a great job with the CGI in this. Uh, yeah. They really used it well. Well, because it had, ju I mean, it was still it new. It's good, yeah. But it looks really good. I mean,. Yeah. They experimented with a lot of this. A lot of it came back in Justice League Unlimited, they said. Yeah. Oh, and it's used really well there, too. Yeah, the reflections and stuff. Mm -hmm. I really liked the look of it. I, I didn't think CGI being brought into this universe would work. You know, the hand-drawn stuff would work, but it looks really good. That was awesome. And it's unfortunate they couldn't use it on the, the show on a weekly basis when it came back for season four. But they could by the time Unlimited was around. Yeah. Which was cool. Because they used it with the Javelins and the Watchtower, which I thought they should have done back when it was just Justice League. Yeah. But I'm glad they at least did it for Unlimited. I think they were... I don't know if they had the budget for it. I think Cartoon Network gave them a smaller budget than they were used to. In the beginning. Yeah, because the animation in season one isn't as good. I mean, it's still really good. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But, it, I mean, it's not as good as it is in, like, season two. And then especially in Unlimited, because Unlimited's animation is fantastic. Yeah. Well, and, and it, you know, it's a network switching shows, and they didn't know how it was going to work. And... Yep. Because the ratings for Batman the Animated Series and Superman kind of got low when they moved it to Saturday mornings. Which I'd find odd. Yeah. But I guess Saturday mornings don't do as well as they used to anymore. But then they put on Justice League at primetime and it did great. I I think the audience was older for the show by that point. And they didn't want to get up on Saturday morning. I still get up on Saturday mornings for Young Justice and Green Lantern. Yeah, that's true. This guy's an idiot. I'm a doctor. Take all, take all these pills. <laughs> and she's like, uh, yeah. 
Oh. Oh. You can't hurt her. If you hurt her, you're dead. Or your wife's dead. Aren't there air vents? Yeah, she goes through one of them. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what I would do. Immediately. God, he's mad. <laughs> yeah. Well, he does have a point. I would get rid of that roommate. <laughs> Is that the same roommate that's her current roommate in the Batgirl series? No. <laughs> no. But she is hanging out with her serial killer brother to the comic. Ugh. That would be an interesting story for Batman the Animated Series, actually. James Gordon Jr. Yes, that would actually really work well. That would be really interesting. Again, I like, would love these guys to come back and do Court of Owls, as we've said. Yeah. Bring the band yes. back together. Yes. Come on, they're on hiatus. Might as well, right? From exactly. Pete's, from Green Lantern? Yeah. Well, just bring Bruce Tim. Paul Dini's not doing anything. Alan Burnett isn't doing anything. So just bring the three of them back together. And just have Giancarlo help for the heck of it. Because he yeah. has nothing to do. Yeah. Exactly. And if you really want, bring um, Brandon Vietti in, too. There you go. Because he knows Batman real well. Bring the whole team together. That would be like the dream team, those five right there. And then Jeff Johns, six. There you go. Although, I don't know, because Jeff Johns is weird when he writes Batman. Like, Earth One was good, but it was a weird story. Yeah. Superman Earth One is a lot better. The guy Superman is... Earth One Volume 2 is really good. Why does the guy walk around holding the needle like that? It's so <laughs> menacing. Like, wouldn't you find it? Dun, dun, dun. Run! Yeah, that's going to do much. Well, especially when he needs her blood. Yeah. Like, hello. I would just stop moving so that they couldn't hear me. This guy is such a moron. He gets kicked in the face like 15 times in this movie. 
like how, how do you cast somebody to play this role? How yeah, can you're you gonna even fit in there? I don't know. You're gonna play a jerk that gets kicked in the face a hundred times. To the movie. How do you cast that role? I don't know. You just get your high school bully to do it. Yeah. This is the guy that beat up on Bruce Tim when he was in high school. Yeah. <laughs> for liking it. Batman. Yeah. And look where he is now. Do they give people coats in this place or what? No. Guess not. They're not, they're not available. Shouldn't she be in a tube of some sort? Like, to well, stop her paging? The tube paging? doesn't work anymore. Wouldn't she know about this? No. Well, she read, reads all of her dad's case files. Well, they haven't said that in this universe. There you go. No, she does so she know. No more questions. Yeah, if you freeze her, you're screwed, buddy. Yeah. What is his anger, you know? He's consumed by anger. He is an angry man. And that's what gets Vengeance. the better of him. That's what gets the better of him every time. Boom. I love the way how in Heart of Ice he says vengeance. Yeah, it is awesome. He should have said it in this, too. Close the door, quick. Close the door. The, vo the voice actor that plays Mr. Freeze on the animated series was great casting, as I said before. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't think he gets enough credit for it. Because everyone, everyone goes crazy about Mark Hamill as the Joker. Because they rightfully should, but I feel like this guy gets underrated. I think so, too. I actually really like the guy who does the voice of um, Penguin, actually. Yeah. I think him and the guy who does the voice of Two-Face are very good as well. Oh, yeah. The guy that plays Two-Face is great. I mean, that... Especially when Two-Face, like, changes from Harvey to Two-Face to the judge guy in season four. You know, like, That's the way they do the I'm voice. I, I, w I wish we could have gotten to see them do more with that concept. Because that's the last episode. Yeah, I know. Show. So I, I wish we... I, I would like to see where that all played out. Maybe that's something that the uh, Batman Beyond Unlimited people could do and address. The only thing is, I don't know if they would because it takes pl those that book takes place in the future. Oh. Return of Two Face, though. No. Well, you could. I don't know how, but you could. Or there's like a copycat villain or something. They kind of did that with Hush, though, right? He was kind of the cop. Yeah, I don't know. How, I I don't know. I think he could address it, or maybe some descendant of Harvey Dent gets in danger or something. 
Oh, here we go with Goth Corp again. <laughs> Does Wayne own Goth Corp at this point? He's an investor. Oh, investor, there we go. It's weird not seeing him wear a brown suit. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Jeez, he looks so much bigger than Dick. Hmm. Flashback. I love the detective flashback. That's like a Sherlock Holmes thing. It is pretty awesome. That's an understatement. I love Kevin Conroy's detective voice. Right. Let's find out. So cool. It makes you so excited. <laughs> you could go on a scavenger hunt with him. Gonna be great. Okay, then. It's interesting seeing the clash between Barbara Gordon's optimism and Mr. Freeze's negativity. His cynicism. Well, his cynicism. Yeah, that's a good word for it. Which is actually giving me ideas for a Batgirl story arc. Ooh. I'm surprised they don't contend with each other more often. Because the contrast between them is kind of interesting. True. Especially now with it being told from a Batgirl's perspective who went through bearing, being paralyzed. Yeah. It'd be interesting about that. Because she's lost a lot as well with Mrs. Mr. Freeze. So it'd be interesting to see that character, that Persian, interact with Mr. Freeze. Well, especially the current version of Mr. Freeze in the comics. Oh, yeah. That, and that's really messed up. Because he really didn't lose anything. But he thinks he did. But he thinks he did. This poor kid. Kunak. She's good at flirting. Oh, that's terrible. I know. She's like, what? That's horrible. He flat out lied to the kid. I know. That that's just awful. 
That's why they can't be used. Gets horrible. Who's this guy? This is the guy he yelled at at the party, remember, at the beginning? Oh, the yeah. Nelson guy yelled at. Hello. Okay. Uh. Robin's not the best at interrogations. No. He's too happy for him. Nightwing's better. Yeah. Or Damien Robin. <laughs> Damien Robin, like, stabs the person. Just <laughs> tell me before you bleed out. Is it that great timing? Hmm? I said, isn't it handy that he calls right when Batman? Yeah, no is kidding. There? And how convenient that uh, boat horn. Yeah. Well, they had to get out there somehow. I love how they take the tape yeah. before, he, before he's even done. Where Where'd you go? He's like, okay. Very good, sir. Doesn't everybody wish they have their own Alfred? Yep. This reminds me of the the Man Bat episode. Oh yeah, where they have to analyze the tape, or he has yeah. to analyze the tape. Which one? The first one? Yeah. Or a buoy. And he just conveniently has all the shipping line maps. He's Batman. Of course he does. He's prepared for everything. But how does he have hard copies of all these? Like, I could understand having digital stuff. He bought them. <laughs> he just bought them. <laughs> Batman's prepared for anything. Oh, so you'll, you'll never guess what I think I'm going to do for my research paper. Oh, boy. I have to, I have to write an argument. So I have to be able to write a convincing argument about whatever I want. Oh, I no. think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna do. Batman can beat Superman in a fight. Oh no! That guy really likes using that shot. He's like, I'm a doctor. I get to be creepy with my. <laughs> shot. Grab her. That looks bad. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> Borderline. Look at the CGI fire. This is awesome. This scene is just really, really cool. This is awesome.
no. Whenever he says that, it's like, uh-oh. Yeah. Do you know it's bad? This is so cool. Uh, Bruce Tim's like, we gotta go all out with the bat jet. Gotta go all out with the bat jet. Yes. He flies. Oh, it's so cool. Uh, this is more exciting than the 89 movie. <laughs> well, that part is. Mr. Freeze's suit has super strength, right? Yep. Yeah. That's why it's working. Because I'm like, why did she kick the fat guy in the face? <laughs> this is crazy. Yes. Yes, it is. God, that guy's horrible. Do you call yourself a doctor? Exactly. Go, Kunak. Ooh. Uh -oh. That guy really is a scumbag. No! That was an accident. He falls on all those surgical tools and doesn't get stabbed. How is that possible? I don't know. This guy gets crazy. I know. Look at his eyes, too. I know. That's like the darkest shade of blue I've ever seen in eyes. Especially for this show. Yeah. Nobody it's, has it's, blue eyes. Exactly. It's kind of creepy. The music's awesome. You know, it's going to get cool. These CGI shots are impressive. I know. They actually that all do Mask of Phantasm. <laughs> He's like, we gotta save my woman. Let's go. Uh, I still have a weekend with the Jazz Festival to go to. Exactly. Ah, oh, look at that water. I know. This is Batman the Animated Series at its finest, folks. Like, honestly, I think this movie could have probably done well in theaters. Yeah, actually, I think it might have done better than Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. I mean, this is what Batman and Robin should have been. Yeah. Go for it. She just, figured out, she just figured out he's an idiot now. <laughs> he was an idiot in his first scene when he ran into Dick. That's true. How has he not run out of bullets? Doesn't he only get six shots? Pretty sure he's fired six Hello. times. Yeah, this is right. Yeah, you deserve to get beat up by the best. Whoops. Not a good day. He's like, whoops. Ooh. 
It's the moron's fault. It's not Dick's fault. That's all I have to say. Get the hose. Yeah. Robin just trips. I love that. Yeah. Oh, look out. Nice. Way to come prepared, Batman. Yep. It's a good thing he read that book on polar bear training. <laughs> yeah. Polar bear wrangling. <laughs> This is crazy is here. And scary as crap. They keep losing track of her. It's like at this point they haven't figured out how to make all three characters work together. Have you noticed <laughs> that? Yeah. Like they have Barbara doing her thing and then the other two are like, ah. Oh. Great work, guys. Yep. And way to not harm any animals in this film. Okay. <laughs> How did she get up there? I don't know. Wasn't she falling to her doom? I know. She was over this edge. Isn't Dick going like, how does she know about that? Exactly. I mean, Batman's obviously that far along. Jeez. And that's awesome. Yeah, it's a great shot. It's bad luck for Barbara, though. Uh-huh. Like, I want to go down at that point. Well, there's not really much of an option. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, that sucks. It's got to hurt. She's got to be like... <laughs> I'm working on it. Remember, he's still Robin, not Nightwing yet. He's got some emotions to work out. It's true. Okay. Okay. Well, the guy actually has got some braids. Just a little bit. How does Nora survive this? Batman, for the most part. He's really the bad guy. Oh, that's terrible. That's why he dies. 
Because he's the worst out of everyone. Until Mr. Freeze comes back in the next episode. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Mr. Freeze. And that's why this, Jesus this just shows how much better of a person she is. Well, they all are. Yeah. Because they all help him. Which makes no sense why he comes back in season four and is like, I'm going to kill you all now. It's like, what? No, he wants revenge on the one I guy. No. True. See, and Freeze becoming a good guy in this movie is so much better than him becoming a good guy in Batman and Robin. Yeah. Or a quote-unquote good guy. Not well, really good guy, but... Well, it's it's for the... It's because of the kid. Yeah. And I said he's not... Mr. Freeze is in a killer. I mean, he's... He doesn't want to be a killer. He just is forced into the situation. At least at this point. Right. I think he kind of uh, changes his mind in, by, when he returns in season four. But at this well, point, then it's Batman Beyond. Yeah. Right, and, and there he even changes again. So, which you can almost count as a season five. Yeah, in a way. I mean, it's the same story arc. Yeah, I mean, it's the same story; it's just continued. God, it's one of the few story arcs that got completed. Yeah. So really, Batman Beyond went, or Batman, the animated series, went seven seasons. Yeah. Essentially. It's the same universe, yeah. There he goes. There he goes. Ooh. That's a great way to take somebody out. Yep. Especially a guy that was that big of a jerk. And that's the difference between direct-to-video and... Regular TV. Because yeah. you couldn't have done that to that guy. Except they did smash Two-Face with a giant coin. But he didn't die. I know, but still, that was horrific. <laughs> that was the most violent thing they've ever done. <laughs> I mean, it looked like he got turned into a pancake in that episode. God, <laughs> he survives. I'm like, that's not right. Like they do, they make his like face like flatten, and then it rises up again. Yeah. It's like whoa. And Freeze is like dying on top of it right now. Why? Why is it he's stuck under something? No, but like the heat. Oh. Oh yeah, because he's trying to hold off all the ice. Until they get out. Oh, he can't grappling hook because he's carrying. Now I'm curious if this was Bruce Tibbs' decision to make Mr. Freeze a good guy at the end, or this was because of the end of Batman and Robin that they did this. 
Well, this movie came out before Batman and Robin. Well, it, it was around the same time. Well, it, what year was this released? Well, it came out to advertise Batman and Robin. To get people excited about Batman again. Because Batman and Robin was 99. No, it was earlier than that. Was it 99? Was it, I think so. Uh, to check on that. No, 97. 97, yeah, I see. 97, yep. To be about right. Yeah, way to drive that bat jet there, Robin. I have a feeling it was Bruce okay. Timm's decision, mainly because of what happens with Heart of Ice. True. They really like their Mr. Freeze. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like the natural progression of this animated series character. Yeah, that's true. This is really terrific for him. Yeah. Almost. Oh. And this isn't the bad guy letting him drop him. Either. No. He tried to save him. Because I always think of the Ra's al Ghul episode. Give me your hand! And then he has to take it and he falls. Come on, Robin. Get in there, buddy. And this was like every little kid freaking out. Yeah. It's awesome, though. I I love it how both Mask of the Phantasm and this movie is like Kim surviving some massive explosion. Well, and the thing is, too, like you said in the Mask of Phantasm one, it's the analogy of hell. True. For Mr. Freeze. Well, yeah. Yep. Oh, that's pretty awesome. And now all the sea animals are going to get poisoned by the oil. It's the BP oil spill. Now we know how it happened. Oh, no. <laughs> Mr. Freeze. It's Mr. Freeze's fault. <laughs> I wonder what happens to Kunak. Does he live with Barbara for a while? Probably some orphanage in Gotham. I see, like, Dick and Barbara going to a movie together, like, about the kiss. And Kunak sits down between them. I I would see it when I when I see it I see him shipping Barbara and Dick kind of like Beast Boy does with Miss Martian and Superboy. Oh, that's kind of funny. He's got a, a T-shirt with a heart on it. Yeah, that says B and D. Yes. <laughs> Summer Gleason. Wow, we didn't see her all movie. And there she is. Let's see if she survives. There he is. Yep. Before he starts deteriorating. Wouldn't it be crazy if he was missing a hand? 
at the at the end of the episode. At the end of oh the my season. gosh, <laughs> that'd be nuts. I wonder if the fire and the explosion started that. Like even there with the leg, that's even an indicator that it could be happening. Yeah. And what do you do with the polar bears too? Yeah, how did they find him? Did they die <laughs> on him? They must have. Because polar bears only live... I don't know. How long do they live? That sucks for him. His wife leaves him. His polar bears die. Kunak. Mm. Leaves him. God, this music's even depressing. But the music's actually really good. Yeah, it's very good in this. Detective Bullock. Mary K. Bergman. You didn't have a lot of lines, yeah. Cliff how they put the Gordons together. Yep. And Veronica Vreeland looked wrong in this movie, too. She had blonde hair. <coughs> they keep getting her wrong in the animated movies. Because she has Maple. red hair. Or maybe you're thinking of a different character. No, it's the same character, because I remember that's the one that gets married in the Poison Ivy episode where Batman gets married and all his people get married. Which is a horrible, horrible episode. <laughs> well, in terms of like depressing at the end. Oh, yeah. Not as bad as Plant Babies, but close. Oh, no, that's right. It was Michael McCoustan who did the score for this instead of Shirley Walker. Oh, okay. He also did the uh, does the music to uh, Justice League Unlimited. Right. Because I think this is when he, when he started working with them, actually. Was beginning here. Mm-hmm. Singers. He did a good job, except he, uh, look, Batman motion picture theme by Danny, Danny Elfman. Yep. So was Tom Zimmer involved in this one, too, like the last one? I I would doubt it, because it wasn't a feature film. That would make sense. That would make sense. Cell shading. That was a new role back then. Mm-hmm. Robin Kane. That's an awesome name. That is an awesome name. <laughs> You're a Batman fan. Yeah, no I wonder guess. that person's working on this movie. Yes. Look at all the Japanese animators. I know. Well, it oh looked like a Japanese animated movie, to be honest, because it reminded me a lot of ja Dragon Ball Z. Some of the explosions and the lighting really looked anime-like. Well, even some of uh, Batman, like yeah. close-up facial stuff. But they did, Batman the Animated Series, even episodes of that show, was exported to Japan. Really? To do a lot of the animation, yeah. That makes sense. Batman the Animated Series is huge over there for them. In terms of animation or just fans or what? Yeah, uh, it fans animation. It's a big thing. Oh, it's a very, everything. very highly respected show in Japan. Oh, okay. In terms of animation, yeah. Alan Burnett. Paul Dini. Dini, yeah. But I don't know if Dini wrote uh, the Mister Freeze episodes. I forget who wrote those. I don't know. It might have been. He might have written Heart of Ice. I, I know Bruce Tim was heavily involved with the storyline for Heart of Ice, though. 
I don't yeah. know if he wrote it, but the origin was something he came up with. Laboratory services. <laughs> Laboratory services. They perform blood transfusions for the cast. <clears throat> you don't need to put someone out for a blood transfusion. <laughs> Chuck and then Sarah. <laughs> yeah. In Just a for Chuck fast. That is awesome. Yes. Oh, that's it. It's over. Yeah, so this movie was 97. Huh. So same year. Yep. And that's a wrap on Sub-Zero. It is. That That is a really underrated movie, I think. Yeah. I think it got overlooked by the hype of the the show returning at Batman and Robin being bad. Batman kind of left a bad taste in people's mouth at this time. Well, and don't, and don't forget that, you know, Mass of the Phantasm is more popular anyway. But I think now people are hungry for more Batman animated stuff, animated films. I know Bruce Timm and those guys aren't even planning on continuing this universe, but I think people are going to be hungry for this and want more of this stuff in, in the years to come, especially after the the hype of the Dark Knight rises, dies down. People are going to be longing for some Batman, and I think the door is open for them to bring it back because Batman really hasn't left a bad taste in anyone's mouth. Now, I think we've washed away the pain of Batman and Robin. It's forgotten, and I think it's a great time for the animated series to come back and do animated films based on Night of Owls and some of those other things we've talked about. Well, and maybe Death of the Family if that plays out well. And then, of course, the third story arc in Scott Snyder's big Batman trilogy, which is apparently going to be a Riddler story, which he says is bigger than Death in the Family. That's interesting. The family. I yeah. don't know. Maybe it'll deal with Riddler finding out his identity or knowing his identity. Or Riddler's not a big villain to me, but hey, if it's going to be a good plot line, again, he might revamp the Riddler to make him more medicine, kind of like they're doing with the Joker right now. Well, yeah, it's a new universe, and we haven't seen him yet, so... Who knows? That could be interesting, at least. I'm excited to see him as a villain and not some private eye or some of the weird stuff they've done with him in the past year or so. Yeah. yeah. But uh, with that, I think... Are you ready to wrap up the episode? Yep. All right, Michael, why don't you share with everybody in our closing what we're going to be doing next week? Yes. Next week on the DC Nation podcast, we will be... Actually, there will be no new Smallville next week. Right. So we will be covering or doing another commentary on another DC animated movie. And I think this time we will do the Batman Superman movie. Yes, which would be the next movie that came out after this. Yes. Yes, because Batman is already in season four at that point. And wasn't this during the... Because technically this movie is a three-part episode of Superman the Animated Series, which I believe is in season two, correct? Yeah, season two of Superman, the animated series, season four of Batman, the animated yeah. series, yeah. And technically, it's World's Finest Parts 1 through 3, but I never really knew that until I started watching Superman, the animated series, <laughs> like, all the episodes all the way through. Yeah, well— So, it, um, yeah, because I always watch it as the Batman-Superman movie. Well, they set it up as the season four premiere uh, based on air date on Kids WB, just so you know, they did show it together as— a 90-minute movie as the premiere of the new Batman Adventures when they started. 
Okay. That's not. I don't think that's how the episode order goes, in terms of the DVDs. No. But that's how it was aired. Okay. Basically, it's the next story, Batman story after Sub Zero. So it's kind of like we're doing the next episode. It kind of is. Yeah, it's interesting. Plus, we get Superman. Yeah, we get Superman. We throw that in there too. Yeah. Which is Just awesome. Because there's no Smallville, we still get Superman. Although yeah. we, I, well, maybe not. All right. So you can also, if you'd like, uh, check out our spinoff podcasts. We've got ATA Retro Reviews, which basically covers past TV shows that have been canceled and have gone out on their own terms. We've also got ATA Logmos Hunters, their own podcast, which is Michael's show. What do they do on there, Michael? We cover every new episode of the new hit DC Entertainment slash CW series, Arrow. And we also cover the digital comic that's released every week for Arrow and any other little DC Comics things that Wu and I would like to talk about. Yes, and we also have an interview with Mark Guggenheim as yes. part of that program. So you, you and I actually did that. Yes, so check that out as well. Also, you can check out the original Across the Airwaves, which basically does reviews on all the live-action shows that aren't Arrow, which are currently airing on TV, and that includes Castle, Revolution, Once Upon a Time, Fringe, Supernatural, Supernatural and a whole lot more. So if you want to keep it up to date with all the popular shows going on right now, check out the regular or original ATA podcasts. By the way, I cried during the last Fringe. Yes, that was a very emotional episode. And if you want to hear more of our thoughts on that, check out our most recent episode of the original ATA podcast. Episode 96, I believe. Yes. And also, if you'd like to, you can contact us about our commentary today on Sub-Zero you want to share any of your thoughts with us about Sub-Zero, or if you have any crackpot theories about upcoming episodes of Young Justice, Green Lantern, or Smallville issues, you can feel free to contact us by visiting our website at www.acrosstheairways.com. And there you can email us at acrosstheairways.gmail.com. Again, that's acrosstheairways.gmail.com. Also, you can click the like button on our page to follow us on Facebook. Get through accessing that Facebook page. You can get all of the news that my co-host of the original ATA, Nico, finds out during the week, as well as stay updated on the releases of all of our podcast shows. And you can get the same information by following us on Twitter. Get our Twitter is Across Airwaves. There's no the there. It's just Across Airwaves. And you can also follow our circle on Google+. Also, if you'd like, and we haven't gotten one of these in a really long time, you can leave us a voicemail with any of your crackpot theories that will actually play on air during the show. Okay, what number can you call to do that, Michael? 1773-809-3363. That is 1773-809-3363. We also have a YouTube channel that you can check out, which has all sorts of previews and promos for upcoming Across the Airwaves events as well as episodes of our favorite TV shows and movies, including Iron Man 3, the new James Bond film, Skyfall, and Man of Steel. Man of Steel. Yes, and also on our YouTube channel is a playlist where you can watch all of the DC Nation shorts that have aired so far. So if you're Jojen for some more DC Nation before it comes back in January, be sure to check out that playlist. Also, if you don't want to go back through this podcast, 
to listen to all the ways you could contact us. You could download our Android app, which will allow you to listen to our podcast episodes and stay in contact with our podcast all through your cellular phone. So definitely uh, check out all those things to stay in touch with ATA. So once again, for Michael's Arrow Podcast co-host, Woo Kim, got my original ATA co-host, Nico Reifstech. I'm Dan Schmidt. And I'm Michael J. Petty. And until our next episode, we will catch you on the airwaves. See everyone. Have a fantastic week. I hope you enjoyed watching some Arrow with us. See ya. Whatever I touch turns to snow in my clutch. I'm too much. He's Mr. White Christmas. He's Mr. Snow. He's Mr. Icicle. He's Mr. Tenderloin. Friends call me Snow Miser. Whatever I touch turns to snow in my clutch. <laughs> He's too much. Jeffster lives, man. We now return to our regularly scheduled program.